0: One has fewer. One has fewer, son. It's good to be in the house of God. Indeed, it is good. Amen. Amen. thrown there. Someone on the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And today we 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 are going to see the basis of that faith, which is the grace of God. So the Bible says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not of your own, but it is the gift of God. And uh, just as we, we, we saw the scripture for those who were uh, in the last Sunday, that the only way for a Christian to live it has to be by faith. Whereby we read from the book of Galatians, we read from the book of Habakkuk, we read from the book of uh, Hebrews, which it, it, has, it repeated the same same statement that the just shall live by faith. And we saw who is the just. The just is the one who is trusting in Christ or the one who is believes in Christ. Or in other words, we say anyone who believes in Christ or proclaim or profess him or herself to be a Christian, the Bible says the culture of a Christian or the culture of the just, it has to be by faith. And we simply uh, we, we looked uh, on it as uh, faith, just in simple words or in simple terms is just our obedience to the instructions that God gives. So today we are going to look on the other subtitle, which I prefer to call by grace through faith. So for those who have access to look to our power points, so these are going to be our overview of today's uh, discussion. So let us go to our leading verse of today, which comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 8 to verse 10. The book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 8 to 10, where Paul the Apostle wrote to the church at Ephesus, where he says, For by grace you have been saved, through faith, and that." not of yourselves it is the gift of god not of works lest anyone should boast for by grace you and me who are trusting in christ who are believing in christ we have been saved and that is through faith it is not of ourselves but it is the gift of god not of any works in such a way that there should be be not anyone that will boast about it. Again we go to the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 32. The same same Paul the apostle wrote he who did not spare his own son that is speaking of God the Father but gave him up for us all how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? He would not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. So God gave up Christ for us all. Then he asked a very important question if God gave something which was so precious to him, the ultimate price the ultimate treasure that he had, he decided to give for the mankind to receive salvation. He asked him, how will he not also along with Christ graciously give us all things? So, what I want us to to observe closely from these uh, two scriptures is number one, the Bible plainly declares that we have been saved through grace. By grace we have been saved through faith. I'll take that verse purposefully to see the greatest gift that God gave to mankind was salvation. And that is restoration to us having relationship with God. Him being our Father and us being his children. So that is salvation. Salvation was given by God, by grace. And we have accepted or we have received by our faith. So the ultimate thing, the ultimate treasure, the old thing, the among us, all the greatest miracle of all, the greatest treasure that God could ever give to a man was or is. Salvation. No wonder in the in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 32, Paul was asking that if God gave us something that was so treasured to himself, who is Christ, where the Bible says in him we have redemption, which means the forgiveness of our sins, he gave so that we can have. relationship with god then he's asking what other thing that you are thinking or what other thing that i'm thinking that god will withhold from giving it to me or from giving it to you because the benchmark the bar that he raised is so high he gave up as himself not a thing Not a thing, but his own son, so that we might have salvation. The important question, or along with it, that I want us to to get is, we have received salvation by grace through faith. And from that point onwards, the life of a Christian, the life of a just, it resembles the similar, similar pattern, just as it was received by grace through faith. So it was by grace through faith from the beginning, it will be by grace through faith in the journey, and at the end of the day it will be by grace through faith. So it is by grace through faith all alone. So for anyone, for me and for you as Christians, to live uh, an effective or an efficient life that God has given unto us, it is very important or it is very wise to understand the core principle to which we have been called, and that is by grace. through So this is the life that you have been called to. This is the life that you have been called to. And everything that we need in this life, all things that we will ever need, it has been attached in that same, same principle. It has to be by, by grace through faith. So that is the greatest gift to mankind that God gave, which is salvation of our souls, us having relationship with God, and all things else that we ever need in this life, follow the similar, similar pattern, which is by grace through faith. So the life or the culture of a Christian as we saw previous week, which I said, or which the scripture said, the just shall live by faith. The basis of that faith, it is the grace of God. We shall see why the grace of God is the basis of the faith that we, we need to have. Because the grace of God reveals the nature of God. As we, we, as, as we can say, Faith is not a feeling, or is not an emotion, rather in a simple term, it is our obedience, or it is us agreeing to what God says regarding or pertaining anything. So how can you agree to God without knowing His character? No wonder when we see the grace of God, it gives us power even to trust and obey because in the grace of God we see the nature of God one the thing. So it is easy or it is easy for us to trust to have faith in God after knowing his nature. And God has revealed it through Christ. and that is uh, through the grace, No he says, uh, Christ was full of grace and he came to give us life. So that we may have life in abundance. So as to to what I was talking about, we can read from the book of Colossians, chapter 2, verse 6, whereby the Bible says, As you therefore have received Christ. That is the moment we received and accepted Christ in our hearts. How did we receive Christ? Bible says in the book of Ephesians, it was by grace through faith. Then, Paul the apostle says, "So walk in him." Just in the way that you received him, you have to walk in the same same way. Just as you received him, you received him by grace through faith. As you walk in him, as we sojourn now in, in this life, as we are in the journey. Bible admonishes us that we really need to walk in the same, same way as we received Christ. And that is by the grace of God through faith. So that is the pattern. Then the important question will become, what is the grace of God? 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 So, we cannot really appreciate the grace of God or the love of God if we won't understand two things. That is the nature of man outside Christ and the nature of God. No wonder uh, one of the reasons to why law came was to establish the fact that man cannot save him or herself from the pit of sin. So for us to understand that was the purpose of the law it came to give us or to show who real man is how wicked the man was or how wicked the man is outside Christ. So the greater we, we, we need to understand the love and the grace of God, we need to understand how we were and how God is. That we'll be able to understand the, amaze, uh, the grace that is, um, God has given unto us. So man sin against God And sometimes we just think uh, he just disobeyed. He just disobeyed. And sometimes we don't see the magnitude of sin that man committed in the Garden of Eden. As a result, all who have been born in the nature of Adam are partaking that nature of Adam. Sin is so terrible. What happened in the Garden of Eden is so terrible. Oh, so terrible. Why was it so terrible? Because understanding the nature of man or understanding what sin did or what man committed, now we can understand how great, how amazing the grace of God is. Number one is that we want to... to that is so important to keep, To catch is sin is terrible. Sin is terrible. And why was it terrible? Because it was committed against God. Why don't we tremble? When we say uh, it was committed against God because sometimes we can just feel it partially because we don't know what does that mean to commit sin against God. And why don't we know that? What does it mean to commit to know uh, the extent or to know the the sin that you are committed unto before God or against God? Simple because or simply because we don't know who God is. Such glorious and a blessing being. Just imagine for a moment, imagine with me for a moment in the day of creation have this picture in your mind when God was doing his creation he stands there he tells the planets to put themselves in order to put themselves in the orbits and what they did all planets they obeyed, they stayed in where they were commanded by God to stay so they all bowed down and said "Lord, we obey what you have commanded us so we will stay in the orbit that you have created or you have commanded for us to be he came to the stars to the galaxies that we see he says to the stars Hey, look, hold your position. Be still to where I've committed you to be. If you uh, you have been searching about the astronomy, you can feel the magnitude on what is in the outer space there. There is so much, there is so much, there is so much that God created. And all these galaxies hold their place. Under the command of mighty God, so they all bowed down and obeyed God. He tells the mountains, "Be lifted up." The valleys, "Be cast down." And they all obeyed. He tells the sea, "This will be your limit. This will be your boundary. Don't exceed this limit." The sea with its mighty, again it obeyed God. And he came to man. Don't eat this fruit. Guess what? Man disobeyed God. Man disobeyed God. Of all creation that God created, man disobeyed God. And that is how, or oh, that is what the extent of sin is. It was committed against God, such a glorious and blessing uh, being to be. Who by the word of his mouth he sustains all the creation in place. And yet the creature that he created disobeyed him. So that is how the sin is so terrible. And that is how our wickedness outside Christ is. There was no problem in eating the fruit in itself. The problem was in the disobedience. That was the root cause of all the problem. The disobedience. The disobedience. So if we really want to see the man committed a treason against the mighty God, the creator of all that we see and all that we don't see. Yet man disobeyed what God commanded him. So he was a traitor, He committed a treason. From that onward, he was outside the plan of God. The wonderful says we were dead in sin. We were dead in our trespasses. We were dead in our wicked ways or sin that held us for so long. Yet, out of the pity that we were, in the same same way that we were, God find a way to have us back, so that we may have relationship with Him. So that can can start to give us a clue to what the grace of God is. So the grace of God is the love that seeks you when you have nothing to give in return. Just like somewhere else Paul the Apostle wrote, while we were yet sinners, Christ came and died for us we were not even godly and he went further he said sometimes it is you you can begin to die for the just but for the sinner no 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 absolutely no you cannot but while we were yet in that wicked state that we were God showed us mercy and he extended his hand so that he can rescue us we hadn't anything to give in return but out of his abundance of grace that we had, God showed us mercy. And God showed us his grace. So grace is love coming at you. or oh, to me, that has nothing to do with me. It was God initiated that we were lost in such a way that we, we, we didn't even know that we needed help. We were so dead. But yet, out of His mercy, He rescued us. So grace is being loved when we are unlovable. We are unlovable, but God loves us still. Grace is unconditional love. Grace is unmerited hatred. It's something that we don't deserve. It's something that God gives that for sure we don't deserve. Out of what we did, or out of what, because of one man, the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 5, starting from verse 15, that sin entered to the world through one man. And from that, all the world were counted as fallen before God. But God showed us and opened the door for the restoration so what is what does it mean by grace through faith because that is what the bible says for by grace you have been saved through faith and that is not of our own but it is the gift of god and in the same same way that is the way also bible recalls us to attend our lives It has to be by grace, through faith, all the way. So we need to understand um, what does it mean when the Bible says by grace through faith. So the grace of God gives and faith receives. Grace of God is what God is doing towards us. In Christ Jesus and faith is when we open our arms and receive it and God is always in the mood of giving always give one of we started with that verse that if he gave what was so precious to him then for sure he will not withhold anything that is good for us so the grace of God gives and faith opened our hands to receive. No wonder when we say faith is agreeing to what God has done. And obey to what he says. Because in, he, in what he says or in his instructions, there is provision. And when we open up our hands, when we open up our hearts, that is when we can really be able to receive what he gives. So if you say in one hand God gives, it is us to receive. And that is because God uh, gave us the nature of choosing in such a way that he gave us even the ability not to choose him. And that because out of his love and out of his mercy. So, the permission that God needs in our hearts, or the permission that God needs in our lives, is when we open up to receive all that He gives. And that is the language of faith. And that is the language of grace. So, just as we have said, by grace through faith you have been saved. By grace through faith you will, you will live, or oh, I will live. What does it mean simply? God will always be giving, and you you will be always receiving. And for you to receive, you need to agree to what God says. Because in what He says, there is provision, there is guidance, there is protection. No wonder the just shall live by faith. And the basis of that faith, it is the grace of God. Because the grace of God reveals the nature of God. That He is gracious in God. He is generous God. He is kind God. Where the Apostle James says, In Him, there is no shadow of time. There is no wickedness in Him. There is no evil in God. He is the light. So out of his nature he is worthy of our trust. He is worthy of our obedience. No wonder one among us to think that displeases God, it is us having doubt in him. No wonder the Bible says, without faith it is impossible to please God. without obedience. To what he says, it is impossible to please God. And anyone who is going before him must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of all those who seek him diligently. Yeah. So by faith, through grace means us understanding the nature of God, us understanding the heart of God towards us. That is always to give us good, always to do us good. And from that point forward, us being open to receive to what He gives. And the point of receiving is the point of obedience. No wonder at the end of obedience, there is the blessing that God has commanded. So, from the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16, it can cement what I was talking about that for God so loved the world that he gave. So the grace of God gave. Out of his abundance, God gave. What was so treasure to him, his only begotten son. That whosoever, 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 whosoever means whosoever, anyone, 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 that believes in him should not perish. So God gives and asks us to believe, asks us to agree with what God says, or with what God provides. And from that, we will not perish, but have an everlasting life. So faith simply means to agree with what God says and obey the same, same instructions. We saw from the book of Genesis chapter 12, starting from verse 1 to verse 4, God appeared to Abraham and he said, "Depart thee from the house of your father and go into the land that I will show you. And there, sure, I will bless you and you'll be a blessing. I'll make you a great nation. God was speaking to Abraham. In verse 4, the Bible says, Abraham obeyed God. He stung and he departed just as God commanded him. And I said last time, so many of us, we have been here in the promises of God in our hearts to do some things, to start, to go to places or sometimes even to stay but when we are looking outside, the environment does not correspond to what is in us or to what we are, we are seeing God is insisting in us to do. What we do, we remain quiet. And we try to be like what it seems to be on outside. And for the most of the time, if not always, the instructions of God. Will not, be, um, will not be convenient, will not be convinced. So if you want to obey God out of conveniences, then you are in the wrong address, because most of the time it won't make sense. As long as you have you been convinced in your heart that this is what God wants me to do, out of that obedience to what God is putting in your heart, when you obey, that is when you walk in faith. The story of Abraham. Remember, God just appeared to Abraham. Abraham had his own God with his hand. They were worshipping the moon, if not sun, God. They had their life and at that time he was in his mid-seventies he was already had started his life and all the things that he started out of nowhere god is appearing to him depart from this place maybe he asked to where god didn't tell him the destination but he told him to the land that i will show you Then he gave his promises. Because promises are the part of the covenant. So when God showed his promises and spoke his promises to Abraham, Abraham obeyed God. He didn't obey God just by saying, God, I believe you. Uh -uh. He obeyed God by doing what God was instructing him to do. That is to depart from his land. So faith must be accompanied by corresponding actions. And those corresponding actions are acts of obedience to the instruction that one has received. No wonder James says, Faith without works is dead in itself. Simply because it didn't amount any corresponding action for you to do. No wonder it starts from our hearts. That's why the Bible says, with the heart must live unto salvation so faith is a matter of heart it's not something that is coming from outside it's something that is starting inside when you feel or when you see or when you are convicted or when you are convinced that this is what god wants me to do it will be obeying out of that instruction out of that conviction out of that prompting that is when when we are walking in the provision of God. No other Bible says, so then faith comes by hearing. Because when we hear, when we hear, the instructions come. The instructions come. That is the source of our faith. If there is no source of hearing, There won't be faith if there is no hearing. So if it is by grace through faith, and then faith comes by hearing the word of God, we can use the commutative law in mathematics that if A, B equals to B, A, then it means if by grace through faith we have been saved, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, simply means the way to receive, it is by hearing the word of God. If there is no hearing, there is no receiving. So us availing ourselves to the ministry of the word of God, us giving ourselves time to hear the word of God, that is when we are receiving. Because the word of God as we are receiving, it gives birth in us the faith of God no wonder the beginning of anything it has to start with the word of god and to this point the personal uh, time for reading and the meditating the word of god is so important because that principle is where we receive our salvation and in the same same principle that is how we are going to pattern our lives it has to be by grace through faith and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so when we are giving ourselves to hear the word of God, to hear what God wants us to tell us through his word, as we are listening to sermons, as we are reading the scriptures, as we are reading books, as we are reading, or as we are coming to any place that gives us that an atmosphere of receiving or hearing the word of God, that is the way, or that is the means to receive from God. So if there is no any environment or if there is not any atmosphere that gives me or that gives you an opportunity to hear the word of God simply means there is a blockage for your receiving because you cannot receive from God if you not hear his word out of his word there is the faith that causes us to receive if there is no word of God there is no faith and if there is no faith there is no receiving and if there is no faith, there is no life because the just has to live in faith. Born and so the, the, the life of a believer, the life of a Christian is solely solid depending on the word of God. Because out of that resources, out of that abundance that God gives is where we can receive what God wants us to receive. Let us go to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one and verse two. So as to silence uh, about faith, Bible says, "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, elders obtain." good report or a good testimony. Faith is the substance of things coming from. The evidence of things not seen. For by it elders obtain a good testimony. Other translation they say they obtain a good report. I want us to understand this very clearly because it's so important. Bible says it is by faith that our ancestors in faith, our patriarchs in faith, our elders in faith obtain a good report, a good testimony. That is the only way to have a good testimony in life. It has to be by faith. And if we want a good report or if we want a good testimony, it has to be studied of faith. Because that is what the Bible says. It is by faith that our elders obtain a good testimony. What a testimony have you been waiting for God or from God. Any report that you are waiting from God. It will come by faith. And it goes on it talks about so many people that, that have chosen king. It started with Abel, the son of Adam. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and through it he being still speaks. So it was by faith that Abel gave out his offering. It was out of obedience to God that Abel gave out his offering. I want from this context to understand that faith is us obeying to what God is saying concerning our lives. Or concerning our situations. Or concerning our circumstances. So Abel obeyed God. God. And he gave his offering out of obedience towards God. And the Bible records that God witnessed him as righteous. The Bible says about Enoch that by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. Simply this, Enoch Walked with God, and he obeyed what God was instructing him. Hebrews eleven verse six, Bible says, "But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without having that obedience to what God says." No wonder when Jesus, when he was teaching about. Um, What does it mean to love God? He says, to love God is to obey my commandments. So the love language of God is obedience. No matter how it seems, or no matter how difficult it might be, some. And with that is the only way to please God. The same same chapter says uh, concerning Moses that he was raised in the palace, but by faith he did not count it to be born or to be raised in the palace as something to be attached to. He knew where he belonged and he went to be part of Israel. So sometimes we found we have so many choices around. Maybe you have an option A, option B. And the way that God is so faithful, there is that witness in us which says, no, 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 this is not for you. Oh, this is for you. But when we look outside and when we see the circumstances the way they are, sometimes it becomes a challenge to obey what God has convinced in us. So we look on outside and think, maybe there's so much that I can do with this. You can even start predicting what might be the outcome of that choice or what might be the thing that will come or the opportunities. Sometimes it sounds to be so nice, but you find there is no God in it. Mind you, that verse that we read uh, the other time from the uh, Gospel according to John, which says, Jesus said, My servant, the way that I could paraphrase it, My servant will serve me in the place that I am. That we have been called to serve God in His, or in the place that He is for us. And if God is not in that choice, and if God is not in that option, better not to choose that kind of option. So it was by. It is impossible to please God without faith, and simply means it is impossible to please God without obedience. And obedience, it has to be also a timely obedience. It's not when God says, "I need you now." then we delay then we, we, we respond uh, always we respond one month after that is not obedience partial obedience equals to disobedience so this is very important it calls us because among us the thing that uh, enemy hunting in us is our faith to God And in the time that we live in where the Bible calls that these are perilous times, what the enemy is looking in us is our obedience to God, our obedience to His Word. No wonder He may bring so fancy things around so as we may lose God in our choices, in our options. Just as I said last week, most of things, they don't appear the way they seem to appear on the outside. Only God knows the hearts behind each and every thing. So when God says, or when God is speaking to you, not going to A, or not doing A, or not choosing A, choosing B, it's because you have seen the end of anything before he has accepted or before he has proven it. Because he's a God who proclaims the end from the beginning. He knows the end at the beginning. So when he says no to this, yes to that, yes to this, no to that, it is because he has seen the outcome of it. As far as us human beings, we are so excited. We cannot even see the lens of tomorrow but God see it. No wonder the only way to please God, it has to be by obedience. It has to be us obeying to his commands, us obeying to his instructions. And this uh, brought, bringing us to, to the point of always giving us an environment or our hearts to hear the instructions of God. As we attend to our personal devotion, as we attend to the time that we may have as family at our homes, praying to God and meditating the word of God together, as we are meeting up for prayer meetings, as we are meeting up for Bible study, all of those environment and atmosphere give us an opportunity to hear what God wants us to. And because the just or the Christian or the man of God has to live by the promise of God, it is so vital for any Christian to hear the promise or to hear the word of God. Because out of that is what his or her life will be based or rooted upon. When I, I was saying faith is obedience, uh, we can also learn it from Noah. Where the Bible records about Noah that by faith Noah, being divinely one of things not yet seen, moved with God in fear. him, preparing up for the saving of his household. Sometimes we may read these verses without um, really uh, understand the situation that this person was, and so sometimes the best way to meditate is to put ourselves in the shoes of the writers. So Noah was commanded by God to build an ark, yet in, the, in that time in history, there was not even a a history of having a rainfall. So when you say that it will rain, they couldn't even imagine what does it mean to rain. Because at that time God was watering the land from the from the from the from the land itself. It was coming out as the spring. But with the same same environment, Noah obeyed God. Just because he sensed how he was convinced that this is God talking to me. Then he obeyed. Without knowing or without even having a clue or having an experience of what it means to reign. Yet he built it in. And there are other people who are mocking at him, they were mocking him. It passed so many years. I've forgotten the numbers. But so many years have passed before the flood came. So with people, with not having an experience of it, yet Noah obeyed God to the dots. But us, sometimes we have learned through the experiences that it was the previous time I knew that it was God that was speaking to me. And uh, out of disobedience, I suffered the consequences. This time around, the same, same pattern is repeating itself. Again, we choose not to obey God. So, uh, what the Bible teaches us, all the call to maturity in relationship with God, is us having our total reliance on God. So we are growing uh, spiritually, we are growing our relationship with God when we become more dependent on Him. It is, it, is, it is in the physical realm that when our parents are saying we become independent from them, that is when they can count us as we have become mature. But in God, when we become more dependent on Him, that is when we become mature. That even at my single step, it has to be because God has allowed me to take it. Just as I am winding up, this is the recording from the book of Hebrews, as we saw from the book of Genesis chapter 12. Bible says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going, yet he obeyed God. We can say so many people that even by faith, Reverend Stefano Mosh built KCMC. It was by faith that I don't know the environment that he was in, but picturing 50 years back to a place that we have seated, there just a forest like any other forest. But when this man received that he thought this was God that was instructing him to do, he obeyed. And out of that, we are beneficiary of what he obeyed 50 years ago. And this is what God is wont to do with the life of each one of us. That our obedience to God is not only a blessing to us, but it becomes a blessing to many people that are looking or that God has prepared to be blessed through us. No wonder when God was giving instruction to Abraham, He told him, through you, nations will be blessed. It is the same, same promise that is given to each and every one of us. That through us, through me, through you, God wants to bless nations. But he cannot bless the nation out of our own conveniences. We have to come out of our own conveniences, out of our own comfort zones. And seeking what God is instructing us to do and then obeying the same. So Jesus said to him If you can believe If you can obey what I'm saying to you If they can agree with what I'm speaking to you All things are possible to him who believes All things are possible to him who obeys God all things are possible to him who have chosen the ways of God. It may seem that at the beginning it's not working, it's not convincing, it's not sound, but at the end it has got it has got a great reward. So what is that God is putting in your heart and you're, you're doubting to obey? This sermon summons us to to obey God and to act out of obedience, to act out of obedience, so as we can be all that God wants us to be and that we can enjoy all that He has prepared for us. Amen. So, up to this point, we shall find a way to pray to God. The same simple point that we had last week. That it is by the grace of God we can really be able to obey God. And if there is instructions that God has given and if uh, a promptings that God has put in your heart may you find the grace of God to obey Even when the outside environment does not support you. Even and that is what the history teaches us in the Bible. Mm-hmm. for the grace to trust in God. And that even when our hearts are doubting that God will strengthen us to obey his instructions. The children of Israel did it and heard their promised land. The Bible says because of their doubt. And it can be so true to us We haven't arrived to our promised land just because we have doubts in us. Father, we pray for the grace to trust you. We pray for the grace to obey you. We pray that you will enable will give us strength to obey you. Because it is by grace. It is by your enabling power that we may be really able to To understand and to grasp what you want us to do. We thank you for the word that you have given unto us today, and I pray by your Spirit we'll be able to live it. In Jesus' name I pray.